Welcome to Loving Beyond the I Do Podcast. This power couple is building stronger marriages one day at a time. Talking about real issues on love, relationships, and marriage longevity. Let's break down the barriers and engage in healthy conversation with your hosts, Jason and Tina Marie. Take a seat and buckle up because things are about to get real. Hey, 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 welcome to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another week of Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. With your hosts, Jason and Tina Marie. As always, that's me. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into it this week. We're thinking about how can I have a very successful marriage? And to have a very successful marriage, it, it has needs to, to start, start with in a the good be- relationship, right? It does have to start with a good relationship, and it also needs to start in the beginning. Beginning of the marriage or the beginning of the relationship? In the beginning of the relationship. Okay. If you wait till you, after you've gotten married, <laughs> you may have to overcome some obstacles. And what do you mean by that? If you don't start off on a good footing and a good foundation in the beginning of the relationship. What, what do you mean a good foot? Like, if you're getting married, that's a good foot, right? Maybe. If you haven't gotten things straightened out in the beginning, and then you get married, and then now you want to start to get things straight the way that you want, then you may have to overcome some things. In relationships, most of the time, Mm -hmm. right, most of the time when two people start dating, the first thing to get to know whether or not this is a relationship you want Mm -hmm. is you get to know the person, right? Okay, so are we talking about getting to know people? Oh, definitely getting to know people. Okay. Right. Because yes. I know before we talked about that disguise. So right. now no, we're no. talking, basically, now we're not talking about the getting to know the phony you, but getting to know the real you. Right. This is when you have to ask some of those real questions. You need real answers to real questions about your future. Absolutely. So we know that in relationships in the beginning, the first thing we normally do is that we get to know, we try Mm-hmm. to get to know the person that we were interested in, right? Right. So we initially start going out on dates, and we ask questions like, how many people do you have in your family, or do you have any brothers and sisters, or where what do you What your work? likes and dislikes right, are. Right, yeah. Sim- Simple questions, right? right? Just right. stuff that's surface questions. Right, that, that people usually ask because they're comfortable with them, right? right? So, we're talking about maybe some of the uncomfortable stuff that you need to get out in the open so you can have a healthy relationship. So this week, we're going to talk about the hard stuff, not the easy stuff. Right. Because everybody usually asks the easy questions. Why? Because they're easy, right? Right. Right. Before, we didn't need to ask these questions. We didn't. So now that we've become more aware of problems in marriage and problems in relationships, the awareness helps us to bring to the surface the things that we should be asking initially so that our relationship has a better foundation, a better chance of survival, right? <laughs> yeah. Why well, start a problem beforehand, right? Right, so, right. So that's why I'm not going to ask you certain questions because I don't really want to go down that road because I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think things are going well now. I think initially in relationships, back in our day or my mom's day i don't think we thought of it like that you know what not to ask i don't think it was asking at that time yeah you know I don't okay, think, i'll I don't, say this I think then just you'll know what not to talk about i think we're becoming more aware of what marriage is people started dating with the inclination that dating was just to fall in love and that once you fell in love you were going to get married and have a family and blah 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 right. people actually thought that 
once you got married, you were really going to be happily ever after. Now we've come to the realization that marriage is not just once you get married, you're going to be eternally happy. We realize now that it's a process. You go through the honeymoon phase and then you go through the getting to know each other phase and then you get to the I don't like you phase. So there's different phases in marriage, but it's never been talked about. And I think now that we are talking about it and bringing it to the surface and making people more aware of it, that now these other things that we, that lie dormant in relationships that people didn't know was a cause now we need to bring those into it. Right. So you have less conflict later on in your marriage. Right. If you address these things now and at least get an understanding. If you get an understanding now, then when they show up later on in your relationship, you, you can handle them. And so we're talking about things that are hard to talk about, but should be talked about. Yep. And so I know some of you may have an idea of what those are, but we're going to lay some of those out. And if you're in a marriage and you don't know any of these things or you didn't find it out until after you got married, this is why we're talking about it. Because lots of times we think that marriage is just about love, and it has nothing to do with love. Love conquers all. No? Not in marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Not in marriage. It'll conquer some things, but love is just a feeling, an action of a thing, but then it doesn't take us all the way because when real problems happen, we forget all about that four-letter word. Yeah, love. And, and we replace oh, you, it with you, another four-letter word. <laughs> you get other four-letter words. Right, right. And it's place. Yeah. So love is good. Love has its place, but yep. when we're dealing with relationships. You need some substance. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's get right to it. What are those hard questions that when we start a relationship? When should you ask and start having these conversations when you understand that this relationship is moving forward? That it could possibly be it's blossoming the one. into something. Okay. That's okay. when you need to start asking some serious questions. And so you know what happens, like you just said. When we start thinking of serious questions, we don't want to ask them because we think what? We don't want to create any issues. We don't, we don't want any problems. We right. Want, we want the relationship to keep moving forward. We want we want to pretend that it is what we think it is, right? So we right. don't want to ask the question of, so what? what is one of the questions? One of the areas that you should look at is each other's credit. Okay, and why should people look at each other's credit? Because if you're looking to purchase things once you get together, right? How about just build? If you're looking to build a life together. If you look at, well, obviously, and you build, if, you look at, if you're looking to get married and build a life, obviously so. So you're looking to make a big purchase, whether it's going to be your home or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a big purchase. It could be any purchase, right? Okay. So it, if you're looking to build a, a relationship and you know once you get together, you're going to need to, to buy some things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you need to buy some things. Okay. So you need to look into some credit. I would look at the person's credit how file, see so what, what their spending mean, habits are. You said look into a person's credit. What do you mean by look into a person's credit? Like, should we just be like, sit down, have dinner, third date, be like, okay, so can I see your credit? Well, if you... <laughs> <laughs> what's funny if after three dates you realize you want to marry this person good but you, for you some people don't know oh oh that's what you're saying okay. right so okay. i'm saying once you realize that this relationship is to move forward then you start to look into these areas of starting to get serious so once once you both are getting serious in the relationship just yeah yeah and you think that it's going somewhere it's going somewhere okay what does your credit look like can i see your credit can we talk about it you don't want to talk about that because people keep that so private and then you get shell shocked or something but we should have an idea of the person's and it gives it it is all the time but a snapshot of what their credit what are are they telling you right 
Are right. you good at paying your bills? Are you not good at paying your bills? Are you? I mean, paying your bills is just you, being a, is somebody after you for your bills. Right. 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 So you're All dating someone. You're sitting at a restaurant. You, you have a right to know if you're going towards marriage. If you're getting serious, if you're talking about spending the rest of your life together, you both of you all have a right to know who you're getting into a relationship with, who you're about to get married to. One of the things that Jason and I talk about is that it's important to start with a good foundation. So people might say, well, I don't want to ask that question exactly. because I don't want to right. mess up the relationship. I don't want to, yeah, yeah things are going you, good. And then right. you get into the marriage and you find out the person got this large sum of debt or they're in collections right. and now you all been out of shape. So that's why we say right yeah. now at this day and age, that's something that we need to ask. We need to ask that hard question because if the person is insulted by it, then this is not the person you probably should be, be looking to get married to, right? Right. right? And if you're not financially responsible, then you shouldn't be looking to get into a relationship with somebody and right. not make them aware of it because lots of times this oh, we, is something we hide or we just don't oh, disclose right. and then we're upset after the fact of marriage or we're struggling because eventually you have to come clean in a relationship should the people actually see a credit report of the person they're dating or should they just take their word for it you don't have to see it if you don't want to i mean that's just something that if you trust a person, don't you don't have to worry about seeing it. It's not about trust. I don't think it's about trust. Well, in, then in the see beginning. it, and then that way you'll know for sure what you're looking at. If you if you talk, sit down talking about it, I think you need to bring both documents to the table and, and discuss it. That's how I see it. But whatever works for you in your relationship. So if you feel like you can talk about it and you have trust in your heart about it, then leave it be. If you bring it to the table and both parties are actually open and honest with what's going on, then it shouldn't be an issue because moving forward, I'm sure both of you want to know where the other person stands. So even though we look at it as a hard question because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or you don't want to offend anyone and we don't want them to think that we don't trust them. And the thing is that part of that is not that we have the best credit score, but at least we're going into the relationship honest. So if you're going to have a marriage that's built on honesty and has a firm foundation, you have to come to the table willing to show the things that may not be the most positive thing about you. And if that's your credit, you have to be open and honest about that because once you get married, whether you want it or not, those debts now become the debt of your mate. And that's unfair to them if you're hiding that or you're not making them aware of something prior to marriage. That's number one. That's why you need to talk about it. It's a financial thing. You need to get that out on the table and understand what's going on. So, we have to stop thinking that asking questions are wrong. That's the only way to make a marriage better or a relationship better is when everything is laid out on the table, open and honest. So that's really an important thing, asking the hard questions or what we perceive as hard questions. So that's the first one. What's another one, Jason? The next one is health history. Health history. Yep. Why is that a hard question for people to ask? Because people don't like to talk about their health. They don't like to talk about their history. They don't like like to talk about the things that's possibly wrong with them or diagnosis that they might have had. So you need to know all of that going in. That's true. I know people have gotten married and didn't realize they had like the sickle cell trait or something, and then they have kids, right. and then that comes out in their offspring. Your background, your history, your health history is important because if you plan on having children, mm -hmm. that could be an issue 
that you all need to discuss whether and something runs in your family. Right, yeah. right. Or you have a health issue or a health problem, you get married and your mate knows nothing about it. Then it gets to a point where you're sick or something. Health issues already put a strain on a relationship, but then to come into a marriage two, five years down the road for something that was pre-existing that you guys never discussed. So that's definitely something that should be asked and discussed up front. Your health issue. And like I said, these are issues that we didn't think of before and we want why our past and stuff plays a, um, a huge part in our relationship is because we're not talking about the things. If we talk about things more and lay it out on the table, it just gives us a fighting chance to conquer those other things that may not have anything to do with our past. You, you may think that it's small. It may not be that much. Right. But I think it would be fair to let the other person know what they're getting into. If you guys are coming together as one, you need to know that kind of stuff. You need to know that history. And again, it's not to add, to be to offend anyone. These are these questions are not to no, offend I mean, the person that you're dating or to no. say, "Well, I don't want to ask them that because they." You know, I don't want the, I don't want to run them away. Right. You might, right? And right. if so, that person wasn't for you anyway. Then then there are some secrets there that you right. probably dodged, right? right? As that saying goes, woo, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> we have to stop going into marriage and relationships with blinders on. Right. I think that's the first ground rule. We have to stop putting these blinders on, saying if we don't ask the question, then they don't exist. Well, you don't ask the questions for the sake of keeping the relationship happy. Right, right. And then when you get into marriage, you realize that happy is a state of mind that right. you can either choose or not choose to be it once you find out all this, all this baggage that came along with the other person. Right, because this stuff is going to come out one way or the other. You're going to find out. You're going to have conversations over some of these topics anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you and I are in a relationship and in a marriage, I mean, we should be able to bear all. That means when we take our clothes off, whether physically or figuratively, figuratively. Exactly. So bearing all means bearing all. So so that's definitely an important question. Health history could also be important. Let's say if uh, something happens, you get into an accident. Mm hmm. And they ask the history of your mate, and then you're sitting there looking dumbfounded, right. not knowing that they they are allergic to, to something, something, right? Yep. Or that they've had a trans a blood transfusion, or that they've had previous surgeries. Right. All of all these things, these things you need to talk about. You yeah. need to have conversations about. Absolutely, this it's important for it could be for life saving situations. Right, right. And you just sit there and you just have your mouth open like. I don't know. I don't know any right. of these things. We don't talk about these things. We haven't right. talked about. So how these long things. have you been married? Oh, that's my husband, or that's yeah. my wife. Yeah. And how long have you been married? Uh, five years. Are they allergic to anything? Well, I don't know. Or you've been married just a year, and you still have, you have no, no idea. idea because you didn't. You haven't talked about it. So these are the things that, like I said, you need to talk about. You mental illness. Mental illness that may that's another one. Right. Yes. That may run in their family or that they struggle with. That is important. Mental illness is real. It's nothing to be ashamed, ashamed of. of. Absolutely, because you can get help if you're willing to be open and honest about it. When we try to hide things, that's what makes situations worse. Or you just need to have conversations about: Have you ever had thoughts like this? Right. Did you ever feel this way? That way the, your mate can know the signs and be aware of when you need right. them. Right. So that's important. Mental health has a negative connotation to it. Most people think of it that way. Right. Right. So but that's, it's so, hard to talk about. Right. So it's you a don't, taboo that's just like one what we're talking about now. Right. right. So all of that's these questions are one of the things you will not bring up. Right. So, I mean, you have to go there. You're like, hey, you how do. is your mental health? How 
you know, not saying you're crazy because that's the first thing someone says. But then when somebody gets together and they're arguing all the time, the first thing we holler is they crazy. crazy. They crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have asked that question before you said I do. Like, uh-huh. are you crazy? Are you going to turn crazy, though? <laughs> <laughs> right? How, how do you deal with... But in with... all seriousness, right, right, mental health is real. And we some people do need help, yeah. you know? As we're looking at the Oprah Winfrey with Megan, you know, she says she thought about suicide. And I'm sure that's never been a part of her life. But at what point do you turn to your mate and you say, hey, I'm having these thoughts and I need you to help me. And then your mate doesn't look at it as something negative or bad, but actually as something will let me reach out and help my mate. Because maybe they've experienced this or maybe this is new or why is it happening? Yeah, because I could imagine that's a weird feeling right it's a confusing feeling Absolutely. you don't understand what the heck is going on all oh, you know is something is way? not right. right and it's and the fact that you reach out to someone is huge because a lot of times they don't and then they end up taking their life or hurting themselves and then the people sort. who are left behind can't can't understand right. why right but then we have to talk about these conversations not only with our mate but also with our children but this is we're talking about relationships with mate right now right okay so that's or def- how you deal with rejection too we all failed at something Right. right. So that's how true. Did that send you into a deep depression? Because you can't always be successful in everything that you do. So how do you overcome and the helping them failure? overcome it? So if the and, person right. has anxiety attacks and they've mm-hmm. had them all their lives and they don't express that to you or let you in on that and you get married and they're having one, you're going to be really confused as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, the person who's having it may be aware of what's going on, but, but your mate is not, and they don't know what to do to help you. But if you talk about that and make it known up front, then if you ever have an episode, then they can help you and work you through it. Right, and they'll understand what's going on. Exactly, exactly. Or if you're and taking, it's more compassionate. Sure, you could be on medication that has right. certain side effects. And they don't know it. And, and they don't know it, of right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. I mean, all these different things, you need to have a conversation because you're going to be the person closest to them. Right. So if you're going to be spending a lot of time together, you're going to be spending a lot of long time together. You need to talk about these things, especially if you're going to get married. Okay, so that's definitely two things that should be on your checklist. What to discuss. Now, we're not talking about meeting a guy today and then just a couple of weeks you say, hey, well, let's let's meet and have a date. And I'm going to go through this checklist. Now, we're talking about couples who have really gotten to know each other. They feel like they're comfortable with each other. They're ready for that next step. And now they're moving towards marriage or a serious, committed relationship. These are things that need to be asked and understood. Now, the next thing, how many children do you want to have? Or how many children do you already have? Or how many children you don't want to have. <laughs> so you may not want any. I may assume that you want some children. Get into it and kind of find out I never really want any children. And then we have to respect the other person's response. So if I say I want five and the person I'm dating says, well, I want two, we can at that point realize that we can come to a happy agreement Or if that person says, I don't want any, then we have to, one, accept that, that they don't want any and don't try to change their mind. Don't trick them. Don't get in. Right. Or we just sneak up with one. Or we just realize this is not the person for us because not everybody is meant to be together regardless of what you think, because these are issues that will play a huge part in divorce. Sure. You know, so if someone really, truly does not want any kids, they really, truly do not want any kids. And And don't try to go in trying to change their mind. 
you know, so it doesn't matter, you know, trickery or stuff like that, because the person then will feel trapped, will feel um, betrayed. So we think, well, once it gets here, they'll love it. Everybody doesn't feel the same way about kids. So that's the first thing. Not everybody wants them. The other thing is that some people have them and don't let you know they have them. And then you find oh. out once you get married that they have four, five, three, six, or they wow. have, you know, several different kids that you've never known about or met. But you never asked about them either. Exactly. So you, you didn't have, see them, so you only assumed they didn't have any. So those are questions, and I know that that probably comes up more now because so many people do have kids that are not married. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably a question that people ask now more than before. But that's definitely something you should be asking regardless of what age you are. You can't make the assumption that people are a young age so they don't have any or people are older and they do have some. So those are questions that should be asked. Do you want kids? How many kids? And do you have any already? So if you have two or three from different people, then that needs to be discussed. How many do you have? How many have you had? How many do you take care of? Or what? are you paying child support? Exactly. What what role are you are playing? Are you getting in? alimony? It's just a number of different things that go along with that. What role are you playing in that child's life? Mm-hmm. How often do you have them? Because if they're a parent that's being a real parent, that means that if you're going to marry this person, you have to accept their child into your marriage, whether you want to or not. And if you nobody wants their child to be um, on the outskirts of their relationship. Yeah, I don't think you have a want. If you're getting married and they have a child from a previous relationship, you it's have, part of the marriage. It's a bundle package. And yes. if you're not willing to take that on, then don't get into this relationship. Don't do that to the child. Don't, don't do, do that, that to your, your relationship. Right. Relationship. Because we think that, oh, I'm in the relationship with him. I'm not or her. And I'm not in the relationship with their child. No, you're in the relationship with the child and the child's parent, the other parent. So all of that has to be taken into consideration. And that's how we have to view things differently. It's not a matter of that was their ex. The point is that they have a child and that child is going to be in their life forever. Not just 18 years, forever, forever. When yes. they have kids, that child is going to be in their life. When those kids, kids have kids. And you have to understand how to bring families together. If both parties have kids, how are we going to combine our families where it's a mutual respect and understanding on all parts. Every, every parent and person involved has to be respected, accepted, and recognize. So that's something that you need to ask and make sure that you both are wholeheartedly in, not one person or the other, or they'll come around, or it's okay if, and if, if he you, or she doesn't like my child. No, all of that has to be, because that does weigh on a marriage. Sure, right? because if you have children, then there's other people that's involved in your relationship. Right, right. that you're bringing into, into, your, right. into your marriage, into your dynamics. Right. And you have to be a united front in whatever that entails. Right. So it takes a lot. So, okay, let's move on to the next thing. The next thing is how do you feel about family? Do you come from a big family? Do you like to be around a lot of people? Are you just a loner? How do you feel about that? Do you interact with your family? If you don't interact with yours, I'm sure you probably wouldn't want to interact with mine. So just that conversation about family dynamics. Well, I was just going to say family dynamics and how you definitely get along with your family. Right, because some people think that it doesn't matter. It's just you and that person. But on contrary, mm-hmm. when you get into a relationship, if a person is family orientated, then they want to be around their family. And if you don't, for whatever reason, that's going to put a divide between you and your mate. 
that really doesn't need to be there. That's going to be tough because you're choosing between your mate you're, you're, you're telling and your them family. To choose. You, you, know, yeah. you know, you're telling that person to choose. You're making them choose. And only thing that does is really the person who's pulling more is the person who they're going to pick less. Yeah. What type of background do you come from? How do you view family? I know most of the time people want them and their mate. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But you also have you do to do have to share though, right? Right. Okay. You do have to share because that's a part of who that person is. Mm-hmm. And that's what you love about them. And mm-hmm. that's what we must remember. This person is who they are and I have to accept them in every area of their life or that's not the person for me. Because as we said before, don't come in trying to change people. You knew this going in and nothing has changed. So, but the thing is that most of the time people don't ask that question. So they don't know what going in, then it does cause a problem. And and that's putting it lightly because people and families have problems and situations. Right. And that affects your relationship. So you have to have this conversation about. You have to know about people's family. (sighs) Even if you think you're not. A part of the family, like you're just marrying this person. Yeah, that you're person with comes everybody. from a family, yeah. so you have to be talking about the in-laws at all. We're not talking about the mother-in-law, father-in-law type deal. We're just talking about sisters, brothers, and and cousins and things of that nature. People that they may be close to. We're talking about them all. My just you know when people say family, the first thing they go to is just the oh, mother the and the father. You talking about just not? That's just, what you we, mean. Right, we're, we're not just, just not, talking about right. The we're talking, we're talking about, about the, the whole, whole in laws. Right, <laughs> the whole entire family, the whole dynamic, the whole gang, all you know? of them. Or if my family has never done this, and then you can't understand why that person doesn't support your family mm-hmm. is because they don't come from a, from a family who has had support. So just understanding a person's background and their family dynamics really makes a huge part in a marriage. The next thing to discuss is holidays. How are you going to spend your holidays? By yourselves, on vacation, with the family. Oh, whose family? Right, right. right. Because, you know, my family always have this big to do on Thanksgiving. And so my family has this big to do on Thanksgiving. How do you split that up without it being a problem? Right. This is a conversation you need to have. Because if you don't take care of that situation, it may be fine when you're dating because you go over your parents' house, I'll go over mine, and then we'll meet back up later. Or you go, but, well, or we go together. Like or we come, go together, spend a little time. Right. A little time, and then right. we go over your family's house for you a little time. You get married, then it becomes an issue. Right. Well, why do we always go to go mine for five first. minutes? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why do we go to my so. family for five minutes, but we stay over yours family for the rest of the night? So and, understanding those things. Again, that's all part of family dynamics. What is expected? Questions that need to be asked up front. When we're looking to really uh, build a committed relationship with someone and a marriage that's going to last because those things are issues and you think that they're not, but they are, and they can snowball into something else. They normally do. I mean, family is like the number one reason why we argue. We argue about our relationships with our other family members. I thought it was money. I thought the number one reason for arguing was money. Okay. This is one. Giving money to our family. That so, covers both of them. Right, right. right family right. money. Right. <laughs> what you think, you're like, okay, well, if we get married, your money belongs in this house. And then the other person's like, well, I have to support my sister or my brother or my uncle or my aunt. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. So that money issue. So not only credit, but understanding how that person, your spending habits. Or or your saving habits. Some, some people have never really saved and some have. And they don't understand why you're sitting on all this money. Why do you have to put so much money away or money away? Why we just can't spend it? And that can create a problem. So, so understand your spending habits and and your or your money literacy. I was getting ready to say that. Understanding a person's 
money literacy and credit literacy and family. I mean, all those things play a huge part. So if you're used to not talking about money and money is like one of those things where you don't ask people how much money they make. And we're not saying ask the person how much they make. But you can after a while if you go ahead in that way. Oh, maybe, maybe. I mean, that's something to think about. But I think majority thing is that the thing that we definitely need to ask is, what are your spending and saving habits? Like what, how do oh, you yeah. view money? Yeah. What, are, what, are, what are your goals for the future? Stuff like mm-hmm. that. So these are questions that a lot of people view as tough, tough and not wanting to ask, but need to be asked. You have to have the same goals and aspirations moving forward because some people are comfortable where they are and they don't want to be pushed. And we think, oh, I love this person. We're going to get married, and I'm going to do do this, this and and you have all these grand. They like, look, I'm going to get married, and that's going to be it, and And we're going to be happy. And I'm happy with what we have. And And if we start out in an apartment, I'm happy in an apartment. I'm not looking to buy a house. Some people are like that. So we have to make sure that our goals and expectations are in alignment with one another, that we are both go-getters, or we're both people who are okay with whatever we have at this moment. So different people view things different ways. We've had couples that said, well, why is she always wanting more? Why can't she just be happy with what we have? Or why can't he be happy? And the thing is that you have to understand that up front. Different people want different things out of life. And we have to make sure we are both on the same page and in alignment with what we see the future holding. Same page as much as possible. No one's going just like on parallel rails. But right. but you must understand that it's, if you want to have all these dreams and aspirations, I'm in support of that. I may want not something different, different, right. Mm-hmm. I'm in support of that. I may not go at the same speed that you are, but I'm not going to get upset and I'm not going to hold you back. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. We'll still be in this together, but I'll just play a, a different role. I may not be right next to you going, we're going, we're going, we're going, but I may be behind you supporting you 100%. So understanding uh, that, because sometimes when you have uh, a person who is driven in their career and the other person isn't is not as easily understood or seen. So that can cause a problem being committed to your work or your job or your career and not being committed to your mate. So understanding what is going to take in this relationship and which part each person is going to play and how they feel about that before you say, I do, how do you feel about being second to a person's career? career. Right. When we say second, we mean they were there first So now you have to incorporate yourself into that dynamics instead of you trying to make that dynamics fit along with you. That's what relationships are about, compromising with the current situation and making it work for all parties involved. Which you can, but you need to have these discussions up front. Right. You have to understand where everyone's coming from. These are just a few. There are numerous conversations. We definitely (laughs) want to make sure that relationships are starting off right. We have to talk about these uneasy topics or questions. And if the person is not willing to divulge that with you, then maybe you're not at the point where you thought you were. And if you don't feel comfortable enough asking these questions, then maybe you're not ready for marriage. Right. If you can't ask them now, when will you be able to talk about them? Right. So if something comes up, you definitely won't be able to deal with it in the heat of the moment. So you need to talk about these things and get a baseline understanding now so you can overcome something if it comes up. You don't or want just to be have a better understanding. Right? You don't want to bamboozle somebody. You don't want to surprise somebody or you don't want to have unnecessary conflicts in relationships and marriages that really don't need to be there if we were just open and honest in the beginning. <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> That's just funny to me because 
majority of the problems could be eliminated if we're just open and honest in the beginning. Right. If we stop just trying say, to be something, <laughs> stop, stop trying to sell wolf tickets and right. You know, just, or the, just just be honest or be open and tell someone about some of the issues that you have or some concerns that you have. Ask these questions. Don't worry about it ending your relationship or sending your relationship down a, a particular path. If you talk about it and your relationship continues to move forward, it's going to be stronger because of it. Absolutely. So if you if you find yourself at a point where you feel like you can't talk about these things before marriage, then that then, may not then be the reevaluate, purpose. Right. You yeah, reevaluate your your relationship. Yep. The other thing is, uh, I think we I think that most people should ask and don't is, do you mind getting premarital counseling? The answer should be yes. And not everybody is open to that for whatever reason. Because we don't want to talk about issues. We don't want to talk about certain things. But there's different levels of counseling. It's all about better relationships, right? We're just laying the foundation for this good marriage here. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So we're talking about how to build stronger marriages. What do you need to do to have a stronger marriage? So if you're already in a marriage and these are things that you have not discussed and you wonder why you're having issues or you're arguing over money and credit and people calling and kids and other parents, all of these things are going to play a huge role in your marriage. It's all about how are you handling them now? Becoming aware of them if you did not talk about them in the beginning and laying it all out on the table so that there's something that you guys can pick apart and discuss and come up with solutions rather than conflict. <laughs> Understanding how to resolve the conflict before it becomes a problem. Right. You can sit down and talk about it sensibly. I think you can resolve anything if you talk about it sensibly. So this will help you deal with that. But counseling is number one on the list. You need to go and start with a good baseline. But it'll be easy for counseling if you've already discussed some of these things. So when you go into counseling, you're just really saying, hey, we talked about this. This is what we discussed. And then you can just kind of open that book and just kind of let the session flow. If you're afraid to actually have these conversations with the person that you're in a relationship with, then you need to take a real look at yourself. That may not be the person that you need to be moving forward with. Or if you can't talk about these things because you don't want to be honest about them. Then you then, need to look then, in the mirror. Right. So we need to understand where is the hesitation coming from? Is right. it because I can't be open and honest about my past and my spending habits and my financial literacy and mm -hmm. maturity? Or is it because I'm afraid that if I ask these questions, that person is going to be offended and then it's going to ruin the relationship? Or they might tell you the truth and you can't handle the truth. Could be all of the above. But these right. are things that need to be discussed and talked about. So until next time, guys, go out there, ask the hard questions, and don't be afraid of the answers. Sit down and have conversations with one another so that we can tackle the taboos of marriage and the myths of marriage. Marriage can work with love if we do the things that need to be done ahead of time, during time, and all the time. <laughs> right? That's right. Just do it. And as always, we're, we're in it, it to win it. it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legendary Relationship or visit our website at LegendaryRelationship.com. Till next time, remember to make every day count.